Okay, in this episode, we are going to cover uh, just basically just some new stuff just to kind of keep up. No guests this week. So, coming to uh, DrudgeReport.com, White House Mole's payroll tax cut effort to revive economy. And this is uh, from TheHour.com. Uh, White House officials eye payroll tax cut in effort to reverse weakening economy. Hmm. Several senior White House officials have begun discussing whether to push for a temporary payroll tax cut as a way to arrest an economic slowdown, three people familiar with the discussion said, revealing the growing concerns by President Donald Trump's top economic aides. What's going on here is this. Uh, the economy is not doing as well as he expects, although he keeps getting out there and keeps talking about how this is the greatest economy ever, uh, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And um, it just all of the numbers aren't showing that. Um, so if they're coming in here to start saying a, a payroll tax uh, deduction or a payroll tax uh, decrease, that's more pandering for votes for 2020, basically. And, uh, you know, and and I'm not seeing anywhere in this article that uh, they're going to curb spending to go along with that. So basically what they're going to do is just give you the 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 tax cut and then boom, just everything else will keep spending. Kick the can down the road. So right here in the story, millions of Americans pay a, quote, payroll tax on their earnings, a 6.2% levy that is used to finance Social Security programs. The payroll tax was last cut during the Obama administration to 4.2% as a way to encourage more consumer spending during the recent economic downturn. But the cut was allowed to reset back up to 6.2% in 2013. Uh, Americans pay payroll taxes on income up to $132,000. Uh, I'm sorry, $132,900. So cutting the payroll taxes remained a popular idea for many lawmakers seeking to deliver savings to middle-income earners. All right, so if you're just doing this just for Social Security, I mean, do I really have to say the rest of the sentence? Cut Social Security completely. It was a Ponzi scheme to begin with. Just get rid of it. Let me save all of that money. Baby steps, folks, baby steps. But yeah, mostly I can see that this is just going to be a, um, just a vote getter, just to keep all those uh, votes in Ohio and in Pennsylvania to, to come his way again. What's also known as the, uh, the swing states, um, which has got a lot, lot of, uh, blue collar workers that still work in manufacturing. So this would just be a way to kind of shore up their vote. But yeah, this, uh, this article kind of goes into in depth, more of the same stuff. I mean, if the economy was doing so great. Why are you having to cut taxes? We all should be, you know, rich right now if the economy was doing awesome. That's not, none of the numbers show that. Oh, and I love this one. First Republican signs on to assault weapons ban. Oh, and look who it is. This is from the Daily News. Washington, an assault weapons ban the de- that the Democrat leaders have been reluctant, reluctant to advance despite strong support among their rank-and-file members in the House, just got its first Republican backer, Long Island Rep. Pete King. Yeah, this guy. Quote, they are weapons of mass slaughter, unquote. King said shortly after his backing became public on Congress website Monday. (laughs) All right, so we're just going to take these down one quote at a time. So they are weapons of mass slaughter. No, no, they're not. They are tools. Okay. You cannot blame the tool for the misuse of the tool. There's only one thing that is responsible for the misuse of the tool, and that is the person misusing the tool. Okay, it is just, it's a tool like any other, even if it was a 
a wrench, a hammer, a knife, screwdriver. All of these things can be misused to inflict bodily injury and death upon another human being. It's just a misuse of a tool. It's not mass slaughter. But we like to use the, the buzz phrase to get the, uh, the grandmas scared. So, another quote here. I don't see a need for them in everyday society, King said. Uh, the fact that you want to uh, ban them demonstrates a need. <laughs> it's not called the Bill of Needs. It's not called the Bill of Wants. It's the Bill of Rights. So you're either going to follow it or you're not. One of the two. And, you know, based on last week's episode, you guys already know how I feel about it. I'm just going to start quoting Spooner at you and, you know, keep throwing those quotes in your face. Uh, let's see. The assault weapons ban of 2019 was rolled out in February by Rep. David Sicilian, Democrat, Rhode Island, with 190 other Democrats on board and an additional 11 lawmakers signed on after mass shootings in El Paso, Texas and Dayton, Ohio, left dozens of people dead and many more injured, with King being among the most recent. Okay, so this is reactionary to two criminal events in two different cities. Okay, number one, you guys leave the Second Amendment alone. And obviously this isn't the work of the gun. It's not like the AR-15 or the AK-47 uh, civilian variant, you know, was calling to people from the safe. Shoot people. Come on, do it. It'll be fun. I own all of these same kind of guns. They, they don't talk to me like that. And if they did... I've got other problems that i got to go worry about, but they don't because they can't just metal plastic, <laughs> sometimes wood. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, he had already been, been considering assault weapons ban, but the shootings in Ohio, Texas raised, raised the level of urgency. No, no. What, what's so urgent? They've already happened. You want to do something about it? Get rid of all the gun laws. Abolish the B-A-T-F-E. So dumb. So dumb. Solutions looking at you right in the face, but you guys don't want to do that. You don't want to backpedal. It's like, oh no, we already took all this ground. We're not giving it up. Uh, let's see. Democrat leaders, however, have chosen to focus on background checks legislation that already passed the House. Uh, background check. What is that going to do? There's no prior criminal activity going on. They're not in your system already. They're going to go purchase a gun. Yeah, they're going to pass a background check. And by the way, background check is an infringement. Violates the second. Not to mention the fourth public support for this. We touched on in a recent episode about um, the 40% of Americans would uh, approve of socialism. That just proves that people are dumb. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, uh, education in this country is abysmal because the government's involved with it and people just don't know. And so they're just going off of based emotions and based reactions off of stuff. Most of it is uh, predictable. Because the powers that should not be already already know how you're going to react to these things. They know you're going to start wringing your hands together. Oh, somebody ought to do something about that. There ought to be a law. So yeah, Peter King, Republican. Another uh, another traitor for you. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, let's see. Planned Parenthood leaves federal family planning program. All right, this one from AP. Planned Parenthood said Monday it's pulling out of the federal family planning program rather than abide by a new Trump administration rule prohibiting clinics from referring women for abortions. Alexis McGill Johnson, Planned Parenthood's acting president and CEO, said the organization's nationwide network of health centers would remain open and strive to make up for the loss of federal money, but she predicted that many low-income women who rely on Planned Parenthood services would delay or go without care. All right, probably not. 
All right. So let's rewind some history here. The 2016 elections, everybody in Hollyweird that, you know, wasn't groping and attacking each other sexually uh, was coming out and saying, oh, uh, you know, he's going to defund Planned Parenthood. They got millions of dollars in donations. So the federal program is $60 million and they continue to receive donations from those same people trying to use the scare tactic of low income women who rely on Planned Parenthood services. And I'm not exactly sure why they rely on them when, you know, their general practitioner is probably just as good, if not better <laughs> at it, uh, delay or go without delay. All right. What's the delay? You know, you walk into a Planned Parenthood clinic and what? I mean, as far as I know, the only thing they do there is abortions. It's not like they're actually doing any kind of family planning. You know, you're not getting a, a brochure on how to give up your child for adoption after you've had them. So, you know, delay. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, go without. They're not going without. If it's serious, they will go find a doctor to do it. You know, give me a break. You can do without the $60 million. Just rely on your donations. Hit up all of those uh, weirdos out there in Hollywood that uh, can't, keep the ha can't keep their hands to themselves and tell them, hey, we're, we're about to go without money. Start handing us some. Uh, let's see. We will not be bullied, bullied into withholding abortion information from our uh, patients. <laughs> okay. Uh, so don't. <laughs> what, do you, what do you need the federal government for anyways? I shouldn't be forced to pay for somebody else's mistakes. All right. Just a light dip of the toe into the abortion topic. I'm not going to go any further than that. <laughs> we interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast for a promo break. <laughs> Harry Chessman here. They told me to find the free man beyond the wall. I think it's too cold. Check him out. All your pod catchers. ENM News. I've never heard of this one before. Uh, let's see. Paging Big Brother in Amazon's bookstore, Orwell gets a rewrite. Uh, let's see. In George Orwell's 1984, the classics of literature are rewritten into Newspeak, a revision and reduction of the language meant to make bad thoughts literally unthinkable. It's a beautiful thing, the destruction of words, one true believer exults. Now, some of the writer's own words are getting reworked in Amazon's vast virtual bookstore, a place where copyright laws hold remarkably little sway. Orwell's reputation may be secure, but his sentences are not. Over the last few weeks, I got a close-up view of this process when I bought a dozen fake and illegitimate Orwell books from Amazon. Some of them were printed in India, where the writer is in the public domain, and sold to me in the United States, where he is under copyright. Others were straightforward counterfeits, like the edition of his memoir, Down and Out in Paris and London. That was edited for high school students. The author's estate said it did not give permission for the book printed by Amazon self-publishing subsidiary. Some counterfeiters are going as far to claim Orwell's classics as their own property copywriting them with their own names. What unites all these books is that none of them paid the author anything, which means they could compete with legal Orwell titles as lower cost alternative. After all, 
If you need a copy of Animal Farm or 1984 for school, you're not going to think too much about who published it, because all editions of 1984 are the same, right? Not always on Amazon. <sighs> okay, so um, this article is basically saying, okay, well, there's a bunch of imposters coming up, up here, and they're rewriting uh, Orwell books. All right, in the same story, right here in the middle, there's a picture. All right, it has a picture, a screenshot of uh, one of the reprints, and there's like some extra characters in there and some nonsense and stuff. But right next to it is a review with one star with a warning do not buy this book. The file is corrupted. This book is impossible to read. The file is corrupted in all kinds of strange characters, obscure words. It is infuriating to try and contact Amazon's customer service. Amazon keeps you going in circles, and there's no phone number for getting help. That's the market. Right there. The one-star re review. This is a bunch of crap. Don't get it. So guess what? Next customer sees it and sees all of these low one-star ratings, and guess what? They're not going to buy it. Eventually, Amazon will be forced to pull it from the store and issue a credit or whatever. Problem solved. This isn't as nearly a problem as they're making it out to be. And truthfully, when I uh, read the uh, read the headline, I'm thinking Amazon was going in there and rewriting some stuff to make it to, you know more PC, but uh, that's not what it was. Yeah, the market will take care of that. All of those one-star reviews for that book is pretty much going to say, hey, don't buy this. <laughs> All right, now true. You know, they could just redo it and put a new uh, listing on there. And Amazon's going to have to play a little bit of whack-a-mole to get those uh, things out of there. But buyer beware, you know, just work with the customer support line, get your money back. Problem solved. And, and if enough of it happens, you know, Amazon's not going to let that seller back on to their site. And it's pretty easy. What? Oh, this is a good one. Daily Star. I don't even know if this is even true. Uh, let's see. Pitbull fights off shark to save owner after beast sinks teeth into his leg. <laughs> Jesus. Keen fisherman James White was enjoying a day at sea when a shark sunk its teeth into his leg. Thankfully, James Pitbull Darby, that's a great name for a pitbull, by the way, Darby, was on hand to fight back and lunged at the sinister sea monster. All right. <laughs> Daily Star, you don't need to, you don't need to punch this up. I mean, just report the news. You don't need to punch it up, Sinister Sea Monster. It's a goddamn shark. It's got no concept for good and evil. The attack happened at Bodega Bay in Sonoma County, California, where the fisherman got a nibble on his line. Not knowing it was in a 180-centimeter-long shark, James spent 10 minutes reeling the catch-in. Okay, so. 180 centimeters... Two inches. I think you guys are about to be surprised. Oh, that works out to 70 inches. It's almost as tall as I am. So, I mean, it's a pretty good sized shark. Uh, impressed with his fine, he went to unhook the seven gill beast when the, uh, all right, really, when the shark fell to the ground. Deep sea monster, all right, again, <laughs> twisted around and sunk his teeth into the fisherman. All right, well, yeah, that's going to happen. You're going to catch a shark, you know, be careful. If it's got a mouth, it can bite. I tell that to my uh, three-year-old daughter all the time. Can frogs bite us? Yeah, it's got a mouth. It can bite you. <laughs> uh, of the bite, James told NBC, immediately there was blood everywhere. Well, yeah, you just got bit by a shark. <laughs> First bite punctured an artery. Ooh, well. Oh, the pressure was intense. I bet it was. 
James uh, Pitbull Darby heard the commotion, leapt through the gap in the window, and raced to his owner's side. Darby then sank his own teeth into the shark's gills in a bid to loosen the beast's grip. James said, I told him, no, back off, and then Darby repositioned and grabbed it by the tail. He literally ran up the hill with it and pulled it off my leg. All right, there you go. See, pit bulls aren't all bad, but they list are. Y- y'all got to do better. I mean, I'm not that great of a writer, but, you know, I'm not trying to make this into fucking Shakespeare. All right. <clears throat> all right, so um, my voice is about to go, so I think I'm going to cut it there. Uh, if you could, go over to wherever you listen to this podcast. Give me a rating and review. It'd be most appreciative. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can uh, support me through Patreon, uh, Subscribestar, uh, Bitbacker.io. Uh, plain old cash will work too. You can go right to PayPal.me forward slash Rebel with a Cost Show. Otherwise, I got T-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. You can get those on Teespring.com forward slash Rebel with a Cost Podcast, or just search for those uh, things. Uh, the link will also be in the show notes, and uh, you can just click on it from there and just go to town. Also. <clears throat> Uh, ask me anythings. Uh, there is a link in every episode for the anchor voicemail. So if you could just, uh, drop a line there, I'll feature that audio on the podcast. You can do whatever you want in there. I think it'll be fun. Uh, other than that, uh, we will return next week with a guest and I'm working on a couple of, couple of other guests as well for future episodes. So stay tuned guys. All right. Next week. Out. <laughs>